All right, before we start Cheap Heat, I got to tell you about the new 30 for 30 podcast. It's crazy, okay? It's called Heavy Metals Inside the Caroli Gymnastics Empire, a groundbreaking seven-part podcast series that takes you deep inside the lives and influence of Bela and Martha Caroli, the most successful and controversial coaches in USA Gymnastics history. Subscribe now. uh, It's in the 30 for 30 feed on Apple Podcasts. The whole season's available on Apple Podcasts right now, wherever you get podcasts. Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. It is professional wrestling. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, right? That's what it's supposed to be. Welcome to Cheap Heat. I'm Peter Rosenberg, and now I'm going to get him on the line, and he's probably feeling really good about himself this week, thanks to some really faulty emails. Yeah, I said it. There Hello. He, there he is. He's in Philadelphia. His name... Oh. Is Stack Guy. Oh, yeah. What's St- going on, P? Stack Guy, you got to be feeling good this week. Um, the amount of support that you received on email and Twitter, it's, mm-hmm. it's really unlike anything you've ever received for any of your opinions before. Because you know what? I'm a man of the people. And if it's one thing I know about the people of this country, and, and quite honestly throughout the world, is that we love some terrible TV, and <laughs> we will band together over some terrible TV. See, but now, see, now you're using honest words. You didn't even use this terminology last week. This is all I wanted from you. I didn't want you to say you shouldn't watch it. I just wanted acknowledgement that it's terrible. I mean, listen, it's not highbrow. I'm not going to go out here and say that. I mean, I have so, so many people, and, and by the way, they came together you uh, for on two forms of terrible TV. Not just reality <laughs> TV, but Sasha and Bailey, where... Yes, I mean, Sasha and Bailey is not terrible. <laughs> I mean, this is, there's a, a variety, a, a whole bunch of emails in the mailbag. I mean, I'll get to some right now. All right? Mail. Well, here's one about, um, I haven't even seen this one yet. Defending stat guy. The challenge is mage. Teresa writes, sweet Pete, I'm typically a woman with a life, but social distancing is providing me the time today to defend Stat Guy. Tony Statless may have some very questionable takes, but enjoying the challenge is not one of them. Just like wrestling, the challenge has something for everybody. Athletic competitors, mm-hmm. long-term storylines, mm-hmm. comedic moments, yep. heartfelt moments, and of course, good-looking people. Hello. It also has its own set of heels, baby faces, and jobbers. 
Johnny Bananas is the dirtiest player in the game, but also one of the all-time greats. CT has had a number of heel baby face turns and is Hall of Fame worthy career. Also, The Miz is a two-time challenge champion. This is a reality show worth giving a chance. You may even like it. Stay mage and with a life, Teresa. P.S. Sakai had one other good take on last week's podcast. Action News is the only news worth watching in Philly and has a mage theme song. So mage that when they tried to modernize it years ago, people were so angry they had to change it back days later. Also, it is mage. Let's hear. She sent it to me right now, so I'll play it for the audience. You may not be able to hear it, SGG, but you know it. So I know it. I know it by heart. I'm not mad. It's pretty good. Very Ron Burgundy-ish. I didn't realize that they tried to change it and that it was demanded. The return was demanded. This is the close now we're playing. This show really offers everything. Well, thank you, Teresa. That was a very heartfelt and passionate email. Yes. But she wasn't the only one. She wasn't the only one. There were many more. So many, I had to forward them to Dipperstein just because I knew his shock and anger at people <laughs> defending his mind. Sasha and Bailey. Matt writes us, yo, sweet Pete. Oh, hold on, sorry. Almost didn't play the drop. Mail. Sweet Pete and Greg the Statman Hyde. First time, long time. Been a listener of the podcast since the beginning, and I've never felt the need to email until now. The Statman is absolutely right. Sasha Banks and Bailey are the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. They are single-handedly keeping WWE TV afloat. I, I watch for their segments every week, and if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't even be watching right now in this era of no crowds. They are not only crushing it in the ring, but also on the mic. I find their promos and backstage segments perfectly heelish and entertaining. They are the modern-day HBK and Triple H. Wow. I hope you read this. Stay mage. And hopefully after Sunday, there'll be the modern-day Triple H and Stone Cold two-woman power trip. But, you know, we'll get there. I mean, now you're going to troll it even more, though. Now SGG is going to go full-blown treating Sasha and Bailey like uh like Bret Hart because now he is now he has skin in the game. Now he's now you've become defender of Sasha and Bailey. So you're gonna take I've, this to new heights we've never even seen before. I've been that. I've been that. No you haven't. Oh stop it. I love you've them. been a Sasha you have not been an all time Bailey defender. Stop not it. an all time Bailey defender, but this heel heel Bailey is is amazing right now. She's doing great work and I've said that every time you tried to come for them yeah, so that that that's all of about a month. You made it sound not like really, you've been sitting not here. really. I, I've I've really only been talking about my annoyance with this uh, story over the last month, and frankly, it's been throughout COVID. Uh, I'll tell you the truth: people are rocking, probably emphasizing. I probably feel more strongly about Oscar than I do Bailey. Yeah, you do. You do. It's it's and and let's be honest: most of these emails are about Sasha and Bailey, not Oscar. We got. I don't one. know if that proves your point, but. Well, we got one person who jumped in and agree. here. Here's um Seth. Male. Hey Pete and SGG. So I normally harshly disagree with Greg on pretty much everything, <laughs> especially the way he contorts to find ways to rag on AEW. And I'm not even an AEW mark. That said, 
I think Asuka, Bailey, Sasha have been the clear MVPs of Raw slash SmackDown during the quarantine. I very much enjoyed the Bailey Sasha promos for their intentional, wonderfully annoying heelness and Asuka reverting to her NXT roots of just being an intimidating badass, even if that means yelling in Japanese. More to the point, the three have been putting on great matches across all three shows on a weekly basis with a consistency that nobody else is rivaling. Because guys like AJ and Brian don't wrestle weekly, let alone two, three times a week. I guess that's the divergence. For me, and I think Greg, wrestling is like 70% in-ring action, storytelling, and 30% talking promos. If I wanted great scripted talking, especially sans real crowd, I'd watch a sitcom or drama. That's why MVP slash Lashley stuff are my skip segments. The talking is smoother, but I know all this talking is just leading to matches that are mediocre at best. I think you're the flip side of that, Pete. Seem mostly interested in the out-of-match action. That's why you skip Bailey Asuka. It's a taste thing, but it's weird. We both like the same thing and have opposite MVPs, LVPs. Interesting and thoughtful email from Seth. Um, it's an interesting... He may have hit the nail on the head, too, with the analysis. Well... I love I do love good in ring stuff. And I'll admit, I, I have been my annoyance about Sasha Bailey. I, I shouldn't even really include Sasha, because Sasha's really mostly just being Sasha. Bailey Asuka. My annoyance from that is not really about their in ring performing. And in fact, I can admit I've sort of been overlooking their in ring performing because I've been annoyed about the characters. Um and I'm I'm gonna watch I'm gonna move forward watching tonight and Sunday through a different lens, particularly for Bailey. Um and I will say, you know, removed from last week, I'm able to look back now and there have been moments of Bailey, uh heel Bailey that I found entertaining. Um Thank you. I even find her horrifying haircut entertaining. <laughs> um, it's I, not I, a horrifying haircut. Well, yes, it is. It's intentionally a horrifying haircut. That's it's better what... than the ponytail. It's better than the side ponytail. Well, that's an interesting point, too, because her baby face haircut was horrifying also. Um, but you didn't think this haircut was intentionally to be a heel? I thought the haircut was part of the heel turn. Well, of course it was, because like, you have to completely – you have to make a distinction, right? You have to completely change the look. So I think she did that, but I don't think it went like horrifying. I don't think it was a bad haircut. You think if someone right now, a young woman, was to try to rock that haircut as stylish, you think that would work? It would carry over? Possibly. It depends. It's like every haircut. It depends. Not everybody can rock the baldy. See, know? this is this is what the, the last emailer was talking about when they say watching Greg contort. You you will not – it's intentionally bad, dude. That's why on the I, – I called it a Karen haircut. That is the point. Of the cut. Now, her last cut wasn't a haircut. All she did was put pigtails in her hair and sideways while she was working. This is an actual cut she has to live with day to day. Yeah, but I don't think she did it to just be like, I'm going to pick the most hideous haircut that I could find. Well, what do you think it was? I'm not saying the most hideous, but it's supposed to connote something. What do you think the haircut's connoting? Like, what is the connotation of changing this hair? That this is a different person. That's like new me. That's it? You don't think it was because it's like a specific style that is is supposed to show us something, something obnoxious or 
unrelatable or don't care about how this comes off, I'm just going to do it. It's not because it's like, yo, I'm going to have a hot style as a heel. That's not possibly, what this is. Possibly. No, it's not. It's This is the contorting. It's, uh, possibly, it's possibly her just being like, I don't think she chose it just to be like, oh, I'm going to. She may have not chosen it at all. That's true. That part is true. She may not have chosen at all. This, I really believe and, and that this was done specifically for a purpose, which was to come off in a way that people would not like as much. Having long hair and cute pigtails, even if they're, you know, weird for an adult to do that, it was part of this, like, cute, cutesy Bailey character. Going with a weird, like, early 80s, you know, Geraldine Ferraro shag is there's a <laughs> purpose. It's to be People don't a even know who that is, by the way. And I don't even know if it was really her haircut. It just sounded good in the moment. But like I don't even know what you're fighting with. I don't me think on. it was. Are you so scared to come off as offending the Bailey character that you don't want to even say the haircut looks intentionally bad? Well see I think it I thought it looked nice. I thought it was a nice change. And I think it was meant to be jarring from coming from the the ponytail, cutesy, kitty thing. I think it made her look like an adult, and I think it was needed. But this is the weird part. But you... in this climate, though, I can also see the the Karen-ness. Because then when you watch those videos, it's like everybody else with that haircut is acting away. I don't think she meant to lump herself in with that group, but she might be there. Already. Um, I I think she did. I don't think she knew that it was specifically Karen's because when she when her character changed, that wasn't really a thing yet. Right. In the but she knew. That's what I'm saying. That's what it was for. She knew that cut was going to connote something annoying. And if you're someone who's like, I love that cut. That's my haircut, and that's somehow offensive. I'm sorry. That's what's <laughs> happening. I am very sensitive to everyone's groups. Uh, for every d- denomination that exists, hairstyles you choose to have that are not some sort of cultural hairstyle that means something to your people, I'm allowed to diss it all day long. And it's you supposed to be bad. And if it's not, it accidentally was bad enough to be effective. You know what's messed up too? Like we can't ever even get her here to ask her. Like, because just, she'll just play it up. What do you mean? Play the character up? Yeah, she'll just be like, "What do you mean? I chose it to be annoying." Like, I like, like she she won't admit. No, I think she'd live the gimmick. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm confident she would do that. But you know what? I I need to revisit a bit, and you know, I like I said, I think in looking back at it, there are I, I was harsh on Bailey, and. Um, and slightly Dipperstein influenced because he's never been a fan of Bailey's work. Let's be honest. Never. <laughs> oh There's been no version of Bailey he's been a fan of. Not so, even NXT plucky uh, babyface may, Bailey. May, maybe that one. Maybe that one. But I don't think ever since then he has. And I also think I'm sort of conflating everything. Um, I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to back off that I think this is the best way for the Oscar character to be badass. And we have an email in here. Um, that was very entertaining in terms of the argument this person made. Hold on. All right. Here's another one about the challenge. Love it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
someone really went hard. I mean, in their defense, they went to a different level. <laughs> Did you read these or no? No. Oh, here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Dear Peter, hold on. Mail. Stick to talking about social issues because your take on Sasha, <laughs> Bailey, and Kyrie are awful. Let me guess. When the ultimate warrior shook the ropes, you were the guy asking, why is he doing that? He's wasting energy. I don't get it. You probably hate Kyrie because, you know, she has the best elbow drop in the history of wrestling and you're still such a macho man, Mark. You can't handle it. And yes, I did use wrestling jargon because I'm an internet wrestling fan and I need to prove to you that I have a superior take, although I've done nothing. Finally. <laughs> finally, I think no. I know your hate for current Bailey and Sasha comes directly from the fact that Ryu, is that how you say Sasha's dog's name? Yeah. Made, made a successful appearance at the Great American Bash and the jealousy is dripping off of you. All you could think of is what about Bear? What about Bear? I love Bear, by the way. Stick to non-predetermined sports and shaming Francesa. Love you, Greg. Keep up the good work, guys. I really did enjoy a couple of weeks ago hearing your POV on stuff outside wrestling. Stay mage. Also, I had to stop following Ultimate Wrestling merch because it was causing me to want to buy more merch. It's a great Fair. message. It's a great message. And I, I don't... Listen, you know... I, I'll give you this. I could see how little I, I could see how Oscar could be effective for kids. I could see that. I am not looking at her through the same lens that I was looking through the Ultimate Warrior at at nine years old. So that if uh, if you want to use that argument, sure, go ahead. For me, turning forty-one years old next Thursday, um, it's not for me to scream, and and it's not for and not for that character, not for someone who I consider to be this. The probably the best wrestler in the division, if not top three. She's at least yeah. top three, if not number one. So for me, it doesn't work. And we're all allowed to have our takes, and we all have our moments. Let's let's calm down, okay? We all yeah, have no, our moments. No, stick to real sports, P. Stick to real sports. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, listen, we all have our moments where we take a character, we want a character to be treated seriously. We can all imagine... How SGG would feel if if Bret Hart had had some version where his character became a joke. He would not like it. He takes the character seriously. So we're allowed. Am I wrong in that, SGG? No, you're not wrong. Thankfully, it never happened, but you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, because you know why? Because because Bret takes his own character so seriously. <laughs> it was never going to happen. And and by the way, it's one of the things I find endearing about Bret. I don't know how Asuka feels. Maybe Asuka likes this version of her character. I, to me, I just think, like, I'd rather have her be um, a, a more quiet, not saying she shouldn't talk, but, like, literally, physically quiet assassin. Um, you know, or, like I said, I wouldn't mind cutting serious promos in Japanese with translation. I think that's unique. I've suggested that multiple times. SGG gave it some credence, but none of the emails said, I'm not. that's an interesting idea. That hasn't been done. I don't recall any translation. Did they ever translate like the Quebecers or anything? No. Even like the Rougeau brothers, their theme was in French, and it was literally dissing Americans. Never, they never translated it. So yeah, it's a neat idea. I think it could be cool. That's all I'm saying. Okay, everyone. Now SGG, 
We did mailbag first, and you can and you can join that mailbag, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. You can, of course, tweet us both, at Rosenberg Radio, at StackGuyGreg. Follow those two names on Instagram as well. And, of course, the Ultimate Wrestling merch. I need to put up a good Ultimate Wrestling merch post today. I haven't posted in a couple days. So, SGG, was there anything outside the ring or newsworthy that you wanted to get to before we talked about um, Extreme Rules? It was a very slow news week, um, believe it or not. Although I think you can believe it. The only thing that I saw of note was that, you know, Monday was five years since the start of the women's revolution. And so there was a lot of uh, five years of the four horsewomen takes um, going around on social media, Twitter, I did Instagram. See that. So there was a lot of talk about the four horsewomen. They sort of dominated this news cycle. But other than that, there was nothing um, of note. You know, AEW won the demo in the ratings yesterday. Chris Jericho dubbed himself the demo god. He made a shirt. If you want to. The what god? The demo god. What does that mean? That he's just the highest rated wrestler among the 18 to 34. Oh, oh, oh. Some... Wait, did, did he do it on TV or just online? He did it on TV. Fantastic. And now there's a shirt that you can buy. <laughs> you know also. what? You got to respect Jericho, bro. He, he, Anything he can do to be more heelish and annoying, he does it. He's so committed. Even if it's a bad look, which I think this is. But you did say anything. It's, but, and, all, and by the way, so what? It's still trolling you. Like, it, there's no downside. Him, him, it, if he was getting into really serious arguments and all he did was get legitimately angry and not in character, to me that would be a, a, a lot cornier than owning it and going over the top with it. He knows that's over the top. It's intentionally uh, trolling. I hope he knows. Um, but also, listen, let them get their wins. And let them troll WWE. And, 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 and honestly, from our perspective, let it work a little bit and motivate people to be annoyed. It could only be good. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, if they make some money off of it, it was for something. <laughs> and, and for me, the payoff is if it puts a battery in people's backs to make the product better across the street, that's always good. Mm-hmm. I'm always here for competition making things better. Um, Which I think was happening. With or without, like, all the ratings talk. I don't know who the ratings talk is supposed to be motivating, but the, the competition was it was making things better. Do you think so? I have not heard that the last few weeks. People have not been telling me they've been happy with wrestling the last few weeks. I mean, they haven't been happy with wrestling at all during this period. But I, But you look at what's been happening in the ring, like, taking away what people are saying about it online, and, like, you got some good matches on both shows since the start of this whole thing. They've both been dropping hidden gems week after week. So, you know, regardless of how the fans are taking it, and it's wrestling, it's only going to be but so popular. Especially when you have this culture of, like, us versus them. The hate is going to fuel that every time. Like, it's not going to be this positive thing where everybody loves everything. So, when you think about it like that, they've both been doing very well. Um, oh my! By, by the way, a- you have a new nickname now. I'm going to run with what the last email said and what you're doing right now. Your new nickname is the Contortionist. 
No, no. Flipping, squeezing, bending, twirling, anything to make it all look good. But it's true, though. They have been putting on good matches. Good matches. Yes, there's been good matches, for sure. The wrestlers have been doing a good job wrestling. Yeah. That's right. for sure. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone who's annoyed with this time is is mad at the wrestlers. I don't think anyone feels that way. And if you do, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's silly. I don't I don't have any issue with the work that's being done by the talent in the ring. Um I think people's issues are just the lack of creativity um in some areas. And Well, and that's that's out of the wrestlers control. But that but it, but you but you didn't say that. You kind of made it sound like the fans, oh, wrestling can only be so popular, and wrestling fans are always have hate. You're putting it on the fans. You're not putting it on writers, producers, Vince McMahon, whoever you want to put it on. You're not putting it on them. You're putting it on the fans. No, but I, st- I completely said, though, that like wrestling, the competition is making the wrestlers perform at a higher level and do what they need to do. Uh, okay, now, I'll, if, if the argument's the wrestlers performing at a higher level, I'm cool with that. Yeah, now everybody else bringing everything else together, that might be a different story, and we might need more from that. And like for it to be reflected in the ratings and different things and like universal appeal, it's going to take a while. But from the beginning, these wrestlers have been turning it up and doing what they need to do. But what about just storylines? What about just stories being and, and finding creative ways to entertain given the limitations that we have? I mean, I think there were some storylines that were pretty good. Like the until the reveal of the Exalted One, I think that was a pretty good storyline that AEW was running. Um, you know, NXT's had some good ones. I like I like this Monday Night Messiah thing that Seth's been doing. They've had I, good I, I enjoy I enjoy Monday Night Messiah. I enjoy Monday Night Messiah. As I've said, I think Seth Rollins thinks I think the Seth Rollins story, his general character, and then MVP's voice. Um, and I'll and I'll throw you guys since obviously the audience feels that way. I'll throw you guys, um, Sasha, uh, Sasha and Bailey, are Thank things you. that are different that are enjoyable. But like SUG, Drew McIntyre hit a hundred days as WWE champion. Um, this week, what do you say about the reign of Drew McIntyre? I mean, it exists, and and I and I feel for him in that regard. You know, and that's actually why I kind of thought they wouldn't put the strap on him. Um, although maybe it makes sense because if they didn't, they wouldn't have been able to have Brock this available during this time. Yeah, I was going to say they wouldn't have a champion at all. Or if they did, it would come with quite the price tag that I don't know if they could afford given COVID. So when did um so Dolph Ziggler came to SmackDown for this story? To Raw. For this I'm story. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, came to Raw from from SmackDown for this story? Yep. And how do you feel about Drew McIntyre as a like as a competitor for Drew um a Dolph Ziggler as a competitor for Drew at the horror show at Extreme Rules? Because um to me you see Dolph Ziggler in a championship match, and my natural brain is just like, okay, cool, easy win for the champion. That's yeah. where my brain goes. You think the same yeah. thing, right? I think the exact same thing. I think I think that if it was anybody else that had the history with him, even like a Heath Slater, even Heath Slater with the fire that he came back with um, for that little one-off moment, 
if that, I mean, that might have been more later yeah, yeah but Dolph is just like yes they have the history no I don't think anybody's gonna believe that Dolph could win and I think people care even less and I'm sad to say because Dolph's a veteran he's been there for over a decade now but I mean He's a great wrestler, but in this context, you do not picture him being able to beat a giant champion like Drew McIntyre, a huge guy. You just can't see it. Can't see it at all. He's popular. Um, People love him. He's skilled, but... If Heath Slater had come back, he looked good, first of all. Yeah. And if if he'd come back and kind of had a different version of his character and really healed off on Drew, like maybe acted like he was going to be friends, healed off, and gone really dark, I think that could have been more interesting in this spot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And even like that little flash of it that we saw um, when he came back, you know, uh, at the behest of Dolph Ziggler, it's like, maybe, maybe he could have, but, you know, we'll never know. Well, I'll tell you what, I really like MVP's chances against Apollo Crews because I already said I liked it last week. But when you think about Drew Dolph, no title change, okay? When there's a chance for a title change in Asuka, Sasha, mm-hmm. none in Bailey, Nikki. Um, there's a chance that the big title change of the night is MVP beating Apollo Crews. Yeah. And honestly, I'm hoping for it. Because like I think he says be- every Monday, the Hurt business is good. I think it'll be very entertaining. I think MVP holding that title sets up great things for him and Lashley. Um, it's just he's already doing so much. You might as well fully lean into it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm also incredibly biased, but I think it'll be cool. <laughs> now, do you think that Sasha... Actually, I guess we'll just go over match by match. So, real quick, first of all, let's ask the question that everybody's asking. What does the horror show at Extreme Rules mean? I... Do not know. I'm, my guess is that it's gonna have, it's gonna tie into that Bray Wyatt, um, Braun Strowman match, which you have to assume is gonna be cinematic. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be good. I think there was a time when you heard cinematic match, and you thought, all right, it's gonna get knocked out of the park. But you know, lately they've been hit or miss. So you de- it definitely has something to do with that. By the way, know. it's such an opportunity. A Wyatt Swamp fight? Like, that's it's such an opportunity to make it look really cool. Yeah, and hopefully they will. But, you know, not all the cinematic matches have, have lived up to that Boneyard uh, match potential. And or even house. the, yeah, yeah the Funhouse potential. So, we'll see. Um, your, your pick, is your pick for Braun to retain? Yeah, I think so. I I think that until we see The Fiend, that bronze championship is safe. Because, I mean, let's be honest. This Mr. Rogers version of Bray Wyatt, you know, he's he's great when he's in the funhouse. But as soon as he steps in the ring, he's just, he's a loser. And then... Is is bronze title on the line? I don't think it is. It's it's only listed as a Wyatt swamp fight. Yeah, I don't think it is. But even even still, I think... I think Braun is safe. Okay. As long as he's not facing the fiend. Cuz even even this cult leader Bray Wyatt, he wasn't he wasn't a threat. It's it's not the fiend. Um 
Drew and Dolph. We all we all like Drew. Mm-hmm. Asuka and Sasha. This is where it gets tricky. Because and this I could, could be the see best, them. best match on the card. Yeah, easily. That's I don't think there's any dispute in that. Um, but it does get tricky because I could see them pulling the trigger and giving Asuka and Bailey all the gold. They've already trusted them with all their shows. They've been on NXT. They've been on Raw and SmackDown. Um, they're both featured in the championship matches on this pay-per-view. I could see them just pulling the trigger and having them go right at it with all the gold. Well, listen, if they um, if they feel as strongly about Sasha and Bailey as our callers do, as our writer, uh, emailers do, then give them all the gold. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to see that. I would love to see it. But again, it's Asuka too. So you never know. Either either way, it's a safe bet. They're going to have a dominant champion no matter what. A dominant, oh, effective champion no matter what. It's definitely going to be great no matter what. That's for sure. Uh, they'll have a great match. I feel very confident in that. Also, I'm going to have to get used to on the kickoff show saying the horror, the horror show at its stream rule every single time. That's a nightmare right there. That's a horror show. Just having to say the horror it show at Extreme Rules. The horror show at Extreme Rules. <laughs> Unique New York. There have been some very funky choices with regards to like naming things these days, right? Yeah, Great Balls of Fire is still at the bottom. I'll tell you what, it's got some new competition in town, though. <laughs> uh. Like, it, 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 you know, if this was Halloween Havoc. I'd get it. Right. You know, if they were doing Halloween Havoc again and called it Halloween Havoc, the horror show, I'm okay, I'm here. Boom. But knowing them, NXT might get Halloween Havoc if we're still, like, dealing with a social distance, limited crowd situation. Yep. That's a really good point, actually. Um, All right, let's keep moving down the, the list here. Bailey. And her interesting cut that Greg enjoys so much up against Nikki Cross. I mean. It would be a shock. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. It would would be be criminal. Criminal strong, but it would be a really weird choice. So we're we're all going Bailey here. Yeah. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, All right. Rey Mysterio against Seth Rollins in an eye-for-an-eye match. I still don't know what that means. And, I mean, I guess you have to go... I'm going to go Seth? I'm going to go Seth here, too. Um, And we don't know what it means. Is, is someone's eye going to be removed? I don't know. I don't know. I'll go Seth as well. Um, Seth's just been more devious. Like we, I love Ray, but Seth has been. This all got kicked off because Seth is evil. 
going south. Yeah, I just I think it's I think they're they're serving the purpose of building up um, Dominic, and that we're getting what was kind of promised a few months ago, mm-hmm. which is the building of this character. Um, but I still think it's a Seth Rollins world. Um, I see. Uh huh. Apollo Crews an MVP in a U.S. title match. There's nothing scarier at the horror show at Extreme Rules than a, America. Than a straightforward. Well, I was going to say <laughs> than a straightforward U.S. championship match. That too. That too. Um, we've already talked about this, but I like MVP here. Yeah, of, of course, easily. I mean, and let's be honest, MVP has Bobby Lashley too. So that's more the reason for us to believe that. He's going to walk out with the with this championship around his waist. Bobby Lashley has been proven to be very effective um, by MVP's side. MVP's been basically unstoppable <laughs> with Bobby Lashley having his back. So, but remember, MVP only has like one win so far. So when it comes to actually collecting wins, he doesn't necessarily have as much. But true. I like MVP this weekend. I do big time. Yeah, and you. And you know where he would, if he wins, you know where he'll find himself next week? Right on number one. All right, SGG. What do you have this week when it comes to the Black Power rankings? In... At number three. I'm sorry. The Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings. Oh, yes. And at number three, The Hurt Business. I like the name. I like the way they do business. MVP and Bobby Lashley. I'm so intrigued. I I, I love everything that they got going on. And hopefully, like you said, next week, these guys will be in at number one with the new championship. Uh, mm-hmm. to show for it, but right now they're coming in at number three. In at number two, Beautiful. I'm going Sonny Kiss. Um, he fought Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship. It was a highly anticipated match, and he delivered. And I, I really like this kid, man. Like he, I think he's got something. I would love to see him across the street, but you know, AEW needs ta- ta- uh, top tier talent like this, and they have one in him. I think he could be he could be huge if they keep giving him these opportunities. I think so too. A lot of potential there. A lot of potential for a, a a character that is well put together, solid in ring, charismatic, and and of the times. You know, yeah. this is uh, it's it's a it's and and and, and let's be honest, SUG, give credit where credit's due to AEW for featuring Sonny in such a prominent moment with uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, of course. I mean, the people who had to demand it because he's been there the whole time, and I, well, I don't think he's go. had very many opportunities and on the, here it, on the, the contortionist, actual. The contortionist is doing what he does best. I mean, listen, you can't give – that's like us coming out here and, and praising Dan Snyder, right? You can't give too much credit for somebody doing what people have, A, said was right from the beginning, and then, B, pressured you to do now – now that he's I don't know done if you it. can compare. I don't know if you can compare the demands for Sonny to the demands to change the football name since 1972. Um, but okay, you know. Uh, but listen, I'm just, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that from the beginning, the people have wanted to see Sonny featured prominently in AEW, and now 
after these cries from the beginning. Now, granted, AEW is young, so it's still all very new. And but- also, and and also to be honest, SUG, they they featured Sonny from the very beginning. That's why the cries even exist. Mm, I mean, he could have been out there week to week. Well, I, I understand, but are you telling me, SGG, that if he hadn't been on their shows at the beginning to start out with, you would have been demanding he be signed? That was their signing. They put him on TV. True. And they people put, demanded it. They put him See, on that, TV. That is still worth credit. Listen, the fact of the matter is that he earned his spot. He deserves to be where he is. He deserves to be featured more. And that when he did get featured this past Tuesday, he showed, hopefully everybody in the back, but people who were new to him, why the people want Sunny Kiss. That's what this is about. I I agree with you that um the point was proven and Sonny did everything needed. And all I'm saying is to me there's no real I, I don't really have a, a negative here. That's all I'm saying. I give yeah. I give credit to him for performing and credit to AEW for the signing in the first place, honestly, because in the history of this business, that wasn't necessarily a foregone conclusion um, that a character like Sonny would be featured. So I think I, I can I think you can give credit all around. Yeah, I mean they got credit for the signing, but like holding him off TV for so long, well, not even put him on AEW Dark. We need to see him more on Wednesday nights. That's all I'm saying. That's more, fair. Su- That's more fair. Sunny on Wednesday nights, and then in the number one, would that make you actually watch the show? Because I mean. Listen, you'll see an uptick in his segments for sure. <laughs> okay. The challenge is gone too, so I, I need I need something new. Oh, from, okay. Well, now yeah, that the yeah. challenge is gone. Now that the challenge is gone, you know. We can have a conversation. <laughs> exactly. The the real demo gods is out of the way, Johnny Bananas. But um <laughs> <laughs> in the number Oh my god. In the number one. Keith Lee. The NXT champion, NXT North American champion. I mean, how could he not be? Yeah, he defended both titles successfully this past week against his longtime rival. Um, and yeah, like you said, how can he not be? He's the king of Wednesday nights. He's the king of NXT. Um, right now, he's the king of the Black Power Rankings two weeks in a row. Who else could it be but Keith Lee? I think that's, I think, I mean, honestly, he should be king of the Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings until he's knocked off. This is... Double titling on NXT mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's his spot right now. Yep. I don't have a, I don't have a vote, but my vote would be. It's that's a tough guy to knock off the the wow. ledger. And I'm predicting he'll be there for a while. Yeah, I think so too. I wonder how long this run goes with both. SUG, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? We know you like ice cream. Cookies and cream. Every time. Most of the time, although Ben and Jerry's, well, yeah, every time, basically. Because I was going to say, Ben and Jerry's has a flavor called milk and cookies, which is basically like cookies and cream on steroids. And that is like the number one ice cream. I I have it in my freezer right now. Oh, there it is. I see it. Milk and cookies right now. Should I get that? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It sounds so basic, but I promise you it is the best, is the best one they have. All right, I'm gonna give it a shot. Americone Dream is a close second. If you, I was gonna say Americone Dream is sitting right here too. Americone Dream is very good, also, but that's but the Stephen Colbert flavor. Yeah, milk and cookies is the one, though. Yeah, that's number one. You're sure? I'm I'm positive. All right, well, I, I trust you implicitly. 
Um, SGG, this Sunday, the horror show at Extreme Rules will take place on the WWE Network, 7 o'clock. And at 6 o'clock, I will be on the kickoff show to get us prepared for the horror show that is the horror show at Extreme Rules. So I hope uh, everyone will tune into that. And also, next week is my birthday. I don't do a full week like SGG. I did used to do a concert, so yeah, I can't really Peter, did, Exactly. What are you talking about? I can't really take a lot of shots here. because This I would be like Peter Palooza 8 or something like that, right? It, it would have been. It might have been 9. Because I, I didn't do last year. So if I if I kept going, could have been 9. So there you go. Um, I mean, I, the, the, I posted a video clip yesterday, and the joint was like, yeah, eight years ago. So maybe nine. Um, so maybe SGG will do a special birthday episode though next week. Maybe that's how I'll celebrate my birthday. That'll be that'll be wonderful. We just talk about all the things I feel like talking about. Old, random wrestling. Maybe we'll do a Zoom or something. Sing happy birthday. Sing happy birthday. Maybe get a special guest. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Peter Palooza, the cheap heat edition. Book it. Ooh, like a pay-per-view. Cheap heat Peter Palooza. What about the horror show at Peter Palooza (laughs) at Cheap Heat? It might work. It could work. Well, if anyone has any suggestions uh, for this, maybe we'll do a special Peter Palooza cheap heat next week. That could be tight. And Get the guys together on Zoom. Um, SUG, do me a favor, favor. Enjoy the horror show at Extreme Rules. Um, try to be safe in this insane world out here. And Thank and, you, man. And you take, too. Yeah, and take it easy, too. Take it easy, P. Triple H jerking the Undertaker off. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.